0: Hello, I'm Steve Turton, this is my Conversations with the Pope, probably the only sports and gambling podcast to launch in a sports and gambling free society. With the NFL Draft and the Last Dance documentary airing, we finally got some form of real-time material to talk about this week. There's some interesting shouts surrounding Michael Jordan, a weird amount of weed talk for two non-smokers, plenty of sound and discussion around the disinfectant-endorsing 45th president, plus Pope finally gets involved in some social media action after 35 years of resistance. We pick out a 12-to-1 and 5-to-1 tip on the NFL and strike up a couple of head-to-head wages with each other. There's a healthy dose of Sopranos clips and references throughout, as always. Whether you get your podcast from Spotify, iTunes, or Google, subscribing and rating really helps us grow. Nice one to everyone who's supported so far. You can also now find us on Instagram under the name My Convo's with the Pope for additional sports coverage that will hopefully keep you tickled during the lockdown. Might even give Popey the login. See what this Steve Jobs of renewable packaging is made of. Enjoy the show. Hello, Poppy.
1: Morning, how are we? I'm
0: all right, mate. You know, bit of a late it's night. Sorry nice for the
1: yes, like the coming on. Just had to uh, relocate. I um, I usually do these calls from the uh, the living room downstairs. Got a nice little uh, nice it's corner chair, which just sits on like pretty, pretty, pretty good good vibes. Feeling the feng shui, but. Um, the owlbear next door to us was, was giving a full biff as uh, Elvis impersonations the works this morning, like, which was uh, slightly off-put, to say the least. So I've just had to uh, relocate to my bird's and table in our, uh, in our bedroom, which will probably present its own challenges. But It's really not like ideal, me.
0: is it? It's not ideal. Is it usually you putting air off the next door now with your Elton impressions? or? <laughs> I've been watching
1: it. Quite, a... <laughs> not quite. Um, I'd like. I, I do tend to put it off when I'm watching the football. Though. I do tend to get a bit uh, vociferous, like a bit overzealous, as, as you know, when I'm watching the football, but uh, But no, no uh, no Elton impersonations this end.
0: Are you a vo- Are you a vocal footy watcher? Are you Pope? No, I, know our, our John is insane. He'll shout every ball, every pass, every throw. And I, I'm a, I'm a quiet man on the line. mate. I'm, I'm more of a Benitez kind of, kind of guy, like.
1: Yeah, no, well, I, 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 you, you may be a Benitez kind of guy now, but I remember the, the abuse you were giving Jermaine Jennings in the uh, lower sen- of a few years ago, like, when he was sat next to you. So maybe you've evolved into uh, the quiet guy, but you certainly never used to be. I
0: was a different man back then, Popey, as you know. I can't remember the exact shots, but you were calling him out. Like, yeah, why Jennings? Uh, such a such a strange scapegoat, Jermaine Jennings.
1: Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I, you know me. I, I am yeah, a little bit passionate when it comes to watching the uh, footy. Not, not really setting a great example to me, boys. Like, but uh, yeah, I am a little bit, little bit vocal, to say the least. Much to it, much to Joan's annoyance. Who's the uh, who's the Albert next door? <laughs> Joan, is it? Joan, yeah, Joan the moan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now
0: uh, are we getting right into it? Like all the other podcasts and people who are talking about sports at the moment, are we looking at the Last Dance or.
1: Yeah it's up to you How's your week been generally before we go on to that Just we'll we'll exchange pleasantries as we have done But yeah just how's your week been in, in general Before we, uh, we get past <laughs> I've done me back in lad Friday to be honest with
0: you I, um, Doing a little workout So not ideal I've been moping around the house like Big pussy bumping zero the last few days I've um, heard really, <laughs> uh, really you back, back on the aisle, weren't you? When was it Thursday So has that anything to do with your injury I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it back on the A O. Um, I had a little. Well, I had planned to smoke, smoke a joints with the draft. Would it be in the the big only sport and live events that that's on for the next few weeks or for the last couple of months? Um, it it didn't pan out. How I thought. I thought it'd be really like you know, Californian vibes, chilled out and. I ended up on a FaceTime with our mutual Irish friend John Mullen playing country, <laughs> playing country music at me and moaning that I wasn't uh, wasn't rolling my weed right and whatnot. It was yeah it, it
1: wasn't. Oh wow, idea. so is he is he quite the connoisseur, is he? Yeah, so so while you were you were mixing the ale with, with the weed as well, it's never a good mix.
0: I had a couple I'm of Budweiser's. Do you know what? I had the end of a joints, Poppy, um and that was done by the time too, it had gone to the Dolphins. So I,
1: <laughs> So so that was pick five in the first round, yes? Yeah, pick
0: okay. five, so, exactly. So I was done, I was done by then. Uh, then I realised quickly that I'd ran out of skins. So that wasn't ideal. So then, as I say, I was on a FaceTime with our mate Jay in LA. He was watching it. Um Mullen was on with me and he decided to start telling me about this concoction where you, you burn the weed with butter, apparently, uh, you put it in... Marge, marge or butter? Yeah, butter or olive oil, he suggested. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's an old Irish thing or what. I, I'm not a connoisseur uh, myself of weed. I don't... You know, the last time I had the smoke was when we were in Amsterdam, early February. It's It's been a while, yeah. like... Um, so anyway, it didn't go to plan. I ended up with this black... All it could be described as is ashy kind of substance in a papaya. A bit like
1: bush then, maybe, yeah? I know that was uh, a few people we went to college with, with uh, went into the bush like, which was a, uh, which was a bit alarming at the time, even even more so now on reflection.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, it's meant to melt down to this. That's what he kept saying to me. You, you got to melt it down to a larva. Make it a larva. I just kept hearing a larva. Getting... That that just seems
1: something totally nonsensical, though. That's just going to burn through the paper, though, isn't it? The skins. No, you no. Want... It?
0: Well, no. You put it in a yoghurt and you eat it. Apparently, this is this is the plan. <laughs> So I've got this mango and papaya yoghurt. I've got the draft on. I've got him playing fucking Towns Van Zant tunes to me o- over the... Uh...
1: So you're dipping into your mass yoghurt stash as well? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I wouldn't buy papaya and mango, I don't think, would you? It's quite... Well, I don't know.
1: You know, you're quite the hipster, like, aren't
0: you? I or at least uh, like to think you are, I suppose. Anyway, it didn't go to plan. I had this, this combination of... Yogurt, bio yogurt, and and black <laughs> substance, and I just felt sick. To be honest with you, got to about was your, your John involved? Like, did he nah. pop in this madness or no? No, he'd gone to bed. He'd gone to bed, Johnny. Um, but yeah, so it was, uh, yeah, it was a strange, it was a strange start of the weekend. That uh, the early hours of Friday, as I say, I felt rather sick and went to bed, and uh, yeah, then I injured me back on the Friday, so it's not been, it's not been the greatest week, Poppy. To be honest with you, how about your end?
1: Listen, I'm not knocking you like because I suppose lockdown with your John is enough to drive any man to, to drink or or weed or, or whatever your, uh, your preference is, really. So,
0: I mean, two bottles of Bud Popey it was hardly Johnny Tapia. Bud. Oh,
1: don't get me started on Bud. Jesus, I literally can't drink Bud. What? I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in you as well. Like, you, you've actually got Bud stocked up in your house. It was all
0: that was in. It was all that was in, to be honest with you. I just went with Bud. I'll go without. Plan. I'll
1: go without. Honestly, rather go without any day of the week than drink Bud. And I think it goes back to. Um, Millennium New Year's Eve so I was still only oh. 14 at the time I wasn't 15 until January and um, my uncle, so my mum's brother had a Millennium New Year's Eve party yeah. me and my mum went through it my mum was driving bless her, obviously I was only 14 so she trusted that I'd behave myself but uh, next minute I found a stash of, 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 of bud uh, created bud so I'm drinking with all my older cousins and that. a few hours later I've uh, projectile vomited all over me, <laughs> my younger cousins bed um, and then my mum had to take me home before midnight. Oh, um, Jesus! But the really, you sort saw of the I suppose the funny, the funny part of the story, at least on reflection, was I was literally driving home with a Tesco carrier bag, and I had the handles of the carrier bag around my ears, and I was just vomiting into the bag in the passenger seats all the way home, just sobbing to me mum, telling her I was sorry oh, I wasn't horrible, isn't again. it? So- <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> what time is it? Six o'clock. Uh, how long
0: have we been drinking? Three quarters of an hour. <laughs> so I think
2: I'll um, go to my room and uh, lean on the
0: sink. Uh,
2: I, I have a little bit of sick. <laughs> Mr. Partners, that's the kitchen. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to cook all the food. <laughs> and this is a hotel. Yeah, three star. <laughs>
0: The last dance. What are your thoughts okay, on it? Yes. What are your thoughts on it, Poppy? Just, just from the off, like, are you enjoying the doc or? Yeah, really good. Yeah, it's, so basically, we're, what are
1: we? We're four episodes in now. So it, I managed to get the episodes three and four in last yeah. night and this morning. Um, just first and foremost, ESPN, you know, to make a sports documentary, don't they? They certainly
0: do. They certainly do. Is it filling the void for you? Is it filling the sports void? Is it doing the
1: job? I think so, but then obviously it just leaves you wanting more as well, as, as any great documentary or any, any great TV series does, I suppose. Mm. But I, I got to, it got it got me thinking, really. I suppose ESPN, Arthur Sports documentary is what? Bradley Walsh is the quiz masters, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could say that, yeah. You could say that. I think so. I think
1: they're just the pinnacle of the, of the respective uh, yeah professions. Quality, um, consistency. That, that, that was something which immediately sprang to mind. And then... Um, yeah, just, just just really good. do you know how many episodes it's it's gonna be? It's, it's 10. It's, it's it's is it's it ten. series?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ten. Ten for the series, yeah. Yeah, it's, I'll,
1: I'll tell you what, do stay, I'll tell you what was alarming to me, like Scotty Pippen. Have you seen the size of the head on him? <laughs> do you know what he looks like? Huge head. He looks like what's the what's the Pink Floyd album cover where it's got those two giant metallic sculptures? More like robotic heads. Divi- is it the, the Division Bell album, is it? Division Bell, yeah, yeah, I think. Looks like one of them metallic sculptures, I think, yeah? just a massive head on him. He's got an interesting look, hasn't he, but He's Pippen? got a face like Denman, I think. Yeah, he does.
0: I think he'd, take, I think he'd get over the fences with, with more ease, to be honest with you, the size of him. He is a big lad. I think like, he'd just step over,
1: yeah, yeah, without a doubt,
0: yeah. Great player, like, great player. I, I, it's nice to start seeing a bit of Rodman as well the last couple of episodes, the last two
1: nights. I think so, but I think with Pippen he was obviously a generational player and for many years while well, they were dominating, everyone said obviously he was the second best player in the league behind MJ, but disgusting really by just grossly unvalued, undervalued rather by the uh, by the Bulls organization. Bit, bit like me on this podcast, really.
0: You feel undervalued, do you, on this?
1: What are we we're four weeks in and i they've got to show is a fucking a mic to show for me efforts. <laughs>
0: I'd argue, to be honest with you, Popey, I'd argue you're a bit more Dennis Rodman-like without the, uh, the colourful haircuts. You, <laughs> you, you, show up, you show up for an hour a week, you take all plaudits. nobody knows what the fuck you're up to around, around that time. I think you're more Rodman-Popey,
1: definitely. Probably the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> you're taking that? Oh, I take that all day. What an eccentric lad. He makes, he makes Balotelli look like James Milner, doesn't he? Head of his time. This is going on 20 years ago. It's mad, isn't it? And it's such
0: a it's such a juxtaposition that like the sort of player he was. It's kind of like Martin Keown having that look, isn't it? You know, imagine Martin Keown turning up for for uh, Wenger, or even if you go older, Steve Bolt turning up with nose rings and purple hair in in the dressing room. <laughs> it's so
1: mad. He should be this flamboyant player, but he's just an absolute wrecker like, isn't he? But I think that's part of the, the secret to Phil Jackson's success, though. You know, you know, how to manage certain individuals like like Rodman and him just going on holiday halfway through the season with Phil Jackson's blessing is imagine that happening nowadays with anyone, whether it be Premier League or, or even in the NBA, it's an absolute madness, really. But that's a testament to obviously the, the man manager he was because he knew he needed the blowouts and then he come back and he was all uh all guns blazing, and he, he literally didn't his performances didn't dip his fitness. Didn't they? So it obviously ended up being the, uh, the right decision in hindsight, like, but bit of a bit of a gamble nonetheless. Like,
0: let them go. How, how many hours did they go away for? Seventy two. I mean, you don't want to don't want to wreck too much because this will probably go out tonight, and there might be a few people who haven't seen the latest two episodes. But yeah, that was a gamble. I think. I think
1: you're actually. I think you're actually thinking people are actually going to be listening to our pod. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about. us was, 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 was revealing any spoilers like? I don't think we've got much of a listenership.
0: No, no. So, um, no. I don't think we're gonna wreck too many watches like, are we? I don't think. Um, I wouldn't have thought so long.
1: No. What are your thoughts
0: on it? on MJ? He's incredible. He is incredible. He's for me though, the MVP of the show is 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 Jerry Krause. <laughs> I'm serious, honestly, if you Jerry get...
1: Krause He's a wham, mate. Oh, he's horrible. But uh, obviously, you have been as controversial as you are,
0: like, and that comes as no great surprise. That he's your, he's uh, your MVP. It's not controversy, I, honestly. Honestly, it's legitimate. If you, if there was a fantasy draft and I had to pick between Jerry Krause and Michael Jordan, I'm taking Krause all day.
2: Well, when we took the franchise eleven years ago, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf bought it and, and brought me in about a month later, uh, Marcus and. Uh, we sat down and we talked about how we wanted to build an organization, how we wanted to build the people in the organization, what responsibilities would be. Uh, we did that on some stationary. I still have. Uh, it hasn't changed a bit since then. We wanted to build with good people. We wanted to build a, a solid organization from every angle, and, and we've been very fortunate uh, to be able to do that.
1: <laughs> of course you are. No, I'm on, serious. Why is
0: that? Do you want to elaborate on that? Well, just look at the moves. Look at the moves we've seen already. They're complimenting Phil Jackson. I would have had to have complimented Phil Jackson's clobber in Paris, by the way. That might be the MVP. Phil Jackson's wardrobe's outrageous. Did you see that jacket he got on the plane with yesterday after the Super Bowl? The hat and mat combo. Mach. Oh, my God.
1: Looking like a bit of a brothel creeper there,
0: really? Well, exactly. What a look to go for. What a courtside brothel creeper. But back to Jerry Krause, lad. I just think, you know, what a move to get to, to move the other manager on and slip Phil Jackson in. Who knows they have as many rings as they have without Jerry? Rodman? I do get that. I do get that. The Rodman and, move. Oh, don't,
1: don't, don't forget, we're, we're relatively alien to the series. Yeah, yeah. He's also guilty for, again, another spoiler alert for anyone who's, who's sad enough to listen to this. But... um. He's the reason, at the same time, that Phil Jackson, Jordan, and Scottie Pippen left when they did. Of course, yeah. It said defensively at the end of Phil Jackson, just because, just, just, just because he felt as though he was he was undervalued and didn't get the the credits and the appreciation he deserved. Which realistically, a general mallet manager in that sport or any sport isn't going to get the credits and all the plaudits. It's going to go down to the star player. And in my eyes, right, right, he's always the one going up to the course every night doing it. He's the one who's winning the rings and the championships. I agree I, I agree and appreciate that. Obviously, that Jerry Krause put the foundations in place. But, um, yeah, I just think he let his sort of ego get the best of him at the end, which was obviously to the detriment of the organisation long term. And look at us now, fast forward to 2020. They haven't done anything since. No, no, and that's true.
0: And But I suppose, you know, you live by the sword, don't you? I, I suppose in the past... He's had to make them tough decisions that have gone his way. A little bit like the Patriots. Get rid of people, move things on when they think the time's right. Do you not think he'd kind of earn the right to do it his way? Or do you think it was just an ego thing at that time? Do you think it was him being undervalued and and he was making them decisions for all the wrong reasons rather than thinking that now's the time to act and and move things on a bit? No, definitely the
1: latter, yeah, of course. Mm. Uh, a couple of years left in him, so I, I don't understand why you'd sort of why you'd break up a, a winning team or a, or a winning formula. Um, and I don't think, yeah, I, I certainly think it was more so to do with his, his, his sort of his ego and the fact he felt underappreciated more so than anything else. But um, what 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 do you make of um, MJ's eyes as well, <laughs> That's another took from it. I don't know what he's packing in those cigars of his. Like I, the I, more blunt I, than cigars, I think he's uh, he's been knocking around Snoop Dogg, been packing it full of chronic. He does look blazed, doesn't he? Has he got sickle cell or something underneath? I don't know what, what the fuck's going on with him. He's either, yeah, he's, he's, he's smoking weirdly or he's putting too much chlorine in his pool, like one, one of the two, well, rather than an unblind health condition, like.
0: His, his opinion on the time he walked into the Bulls dressing room when he was a rookie and he's seen all the coke and the wee people smoking, birds. It was quite hard to see from them eyeballs a man say, I don't touch anything, wasn't it, really?
1: Yeah, he's not fooling anyone, MJ, Day, like, is he?
0: I don't think so. Did you see on the episode last night, don't know if it was episode three or episode four, we started to get a little glimpse of his gambling on, on the coach?
1: Yeah, just a touch. Yeah, obviously, they'll, they'll come on to that in more detail and more depth as the series progresses, I would have thought. But, yeah, he's having a little go on the playing with him, yeah. He's having a little go, like, but I think they were just obviously just touching on it at that point.
0: I don't think I've seen him as excited yet through the whole of the series. <laughs> The look in his eyes as he's gambling, I think he's got to win an end, that's as lit up as I've seen him. This is a game that we're gonna to have to go out and have high energy. We have a high energy level.
2: We win tonight, we got tomorrow off. You can spend all night in Los Angeles, do whatever you want to do tonight, I don't care. Otherwise, we got to practice tomorrow <laughs> Dougie was a breath of fresh air, you know. He believed in everything that I believed in. He wanted to win. He was an easy guy. Great guy to play for. Welcome, sports fans. This is the Sports Casino. Rory, we know why he wins, he got
0: kids. He
2: that's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> but would you reckon that would be your perfect weekend? I was trying to work out, like, your perfect weekend with the Bulls back then. Go gambling and bevying with Jordan on a Friday night, maybe. Um, At the beach... Drop a bit of acid with Phil Jackson. What was that about? Phil Jackson gets on the acid. <laughs> oh, my, my, my idea of a
1: perfect weekend is just 72
0: hours in Vegas with Carmen Electra, and Dennis Rodman. <laughs> no, no, I think you've got to change it up. We'll maybe get Rodman in onto the Friday night, go gambling first with Jordan, get on the aisle with Rodman on the Friday night. Bit of mushrooms with Phil Jackson on the beach, bit of surf and maybe on a Saturday and then uh, a <laughs> Sunday dinner at Pippin's family house, I reckon, just chill out, <laughs> chill out on a Sunday, watch the NFL is, with the big fella. Uh,
1: is um one thing I took from it as well? Like, uh, do you know what's brilliant? It, and it, it's got quite a, uh, there's a few obscure characters in there which sort of caught me eye. And we were talking on this, this pod a few weeks ago. About Tiger King and obviously the the depth of, of characters and some of the, the the characters such as obviously Joe Exotic and a few others.
0: Yeah. On the the, sh- the peripheral characters.
1: Just the peripheral, yeah. You are onto the uh, Chicago beat writer Sam Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, is he the-, the Chicago the Chicago Tribune's very own non-binary Sam Smiths? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he- have you seen him in his uh, in his golf tops, just full of tea stains and cassettes and all that?
0: Yeah, he's not asked at all. He's not asked. Well, he used to call. Him- he used to call Jerry Mr Crumbs, by all accounts. He'd have butties all over his suits and whatnot. I, 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 I can someone... imagine that, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, so, basically,
1: he, he seems a bit quirky, this Sam Smith. Mm, mm, I think just, he, I he's think... constantly sniggering, and he's, like, talking into his hand. He just seems a bit shifty. Uh, and he's got a few skeletons in his closet, like... I think we should probably do some further reading on that. I think on him and,
0: Ma- and Michael Jordan, uh, he looks like he might have Parkinson's disease to me. Who? The reporter you're talking about? Is that The one you're talking about? He right there. Um, no, I don't know. I think this is
1: something
0: a bit more sinister than that, to be honest with you. The jittery one. Yeah, th- as you say, the peripheral characters are unbelievable. That bull Wennington, the old centre, I mean, he looks like he's he's got a Prince Albert, doesn't he? <laughs> looks like he's got his dick pierced, that fella. I'd have I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd have a good bet on that. MJ's Mar as well, lad, every time MJ's Ma comes on screen, I just I'm thinking to myself, like, does she ever sit there and just think what came out of my vagina like? What did I give birth to here? In Michael Jordan. Imagine you'd you you'd give life to that, to the greatest sportsman of all time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what, lad? She's quite well kept, isn't she? Yeah. For an older lady like I thought uh, that was sort of my uh, my initial thoughts when she's on the screen. Not 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 so much what, what what's come out of her vagina like. She's a classy lady, you know, I don't want to be I don't want to look like Well, a, she was a classy lady, yeah, until so you've just tarnished that completely <laughs> in uh, one foul sweep of the tongue. <laughs> oh,
0: let's not let's not make any more jokes. <laughs> <laughs> what about the pistons as well, by the way, Popey? Jesus Christ. He reminded me of um I, I think a few of this team listens listen to the podcast as well. The Kaisers from Five Aside, remember that rough ass Five Aside in our sixth form college? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that, um, yeah, do you know what, the Pistons, they're fair play to them. They won two championships on the back of it, didn't he? really? And there's... All right, they didn't shake hands, but something no point crying about spilt milk. MJ couldn't let that go now. It's 2020, what, 30 years on? Yeah. But I thought what was interesting, though, as well, how sort of candid he was, and he was still obviously calling Isaiah Thomas an asshole 30 years on, which I thought was quite refreshing. I because think... you wouldn't necessarily get that. I don't think with former Premier League footballers. I think that's the most...
0: That's the most attractive thing of the whole. Obviously, it's it's slick, it's really well edited, it's put together well, but just how frank MJ is, I like his language, I like his swearing, I like, he's really, he's getting interviewed how he played basketball, isn't he? It's balls out, he's putting it all out there, like, for, uh, for us, for, for the viewers. This is Isaiah, talking about the
2: walk-off. Well, I know it's all bullshit. Whatever he says now, you know it wasn't his true actions then. You know, it's time enough to think about it. Or the reaction of the public that's kind of changed his perspective of it. You can show me anything you want. There's no way you can convince me he wasn't an asshole. Knowing what we know now and the aftermath of what took place, but during that period of time, that's just not how it was passed. just just wasn't, and you can go back and you can look at any of those old games or whatever. When you
1: lost, you left the floor.
2: All you gotta do is you go back to us losing in game seven. I shook everybody in. Two years in a row, we shook their hands when they beat us. There was a certain respect to the game that we paid to them. That's sportsmanship, no matter how much it hurts, and believe me it fucking hurt but they didn't have to shake our hands we knew we whipped their ass already we'd gotten past them and that was the most that's that, to me that was better than you know in some ways winning a championship
1: oh it's refreshing like in it so it definitely definitely sort of engaging as well but that's 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 American sports in general to be honest with you like we touched on it, I think in the pilots so. that I much prefer watching ESPN than, than than watching Sky Sports, mainly for the uh and the personalities, more so than anything. It, it, it's two two piece with the exception of obviously the emergence of Roy Keane and a couple of others to a lesser extent. There's a lot of arse like, and I think that goes on with, with Premier League punditry and and whatever else, and there's not much much sort of substance or insight to sort of what what they're telling you or what you're being told. Whereas American sports broadcasting is just, just an absolute circus most of the time, isn't it? Mm, and absolute, certainly certainly for the players,
0: like certainly for the from the players, Pope as well, I, I think you've made a good point there. Uh, and you brought up Balotelli. You know, Balotelli was an outspoken one, yeah. His behaviour, uh, it went over the line and he didn't often back it up or he didn't back it up as much as he should. But was it episode two? I think, I'm sure he was a rookie, Jordan. And he was calling out the front office saying that he needs to play questioning whether they were tanking, you know, when...
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, so towards the end of the season, yeah, for a higher draft pick, yeah. When do you, you see make... that?
0: Oh, when, 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 you, off, when do you see that from, from from domestic, from British sportsmen? When do you see people being so vocal about the management? You, you
1: just don't get it, do you, really? Yeah, the upper management. So, yeah, it, it's it's that's what I mean. It's, it's all... Too many cliches as well. Literally, yeah. you, can, you can probably count on, on two hands. Clichés or quotes... Premier League footballers are going to be coming out with post-match interviews. It's just just, just the the bollocks, really, to be honest
0: with you. But, oh, well, yeah, all pretty good. Good start. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to episodes five and six next week. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, to be honest with you, though, last night watching it, episode four, uh, again, spoiler alert, but when they beat the Lakers, it had me upset for the first time over sports. Now, I know people are losing jobs and people are losing lives and relatives, but for the first time, I was like, fucking hell, we should be going into the playoffs now. We should be going into the NBA playoffs. We should be watching another great team in red, lifting trophies, possibly starting their own dynasty. It was the first time that I was like, fucking hell, I'm really, really missing sports. So on one hand, it's, it's filling a void, but it was just making me realise what we, what we are missing out on.
1: So, 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 so during this pandemic where there's a massive loss of lives, not just within the UK, but beyond as well, um, the first thing that's, that's made you shed a tear during this whole pandemic is the fact that the NBA playoffs aren't happening as scheduled, no?
0: Exactly right, yeah. And then I've got, the, I've got the Miami yeah. Heat at 100-1, to 1. yeah. That was in my thoughts as well, yeah. Is that wrong? It's
1: OK, and, and people call me controversially. <laughs> I'm a heel.
0: Listen, you're the one who took on the NHS clap. I, I didn't force you it into that, Pope, you've you done that yourself.
1: Well, on the subject of the NHS Club, have you heard of the the
0: Belper Moo? I'm afraid I haven't, no. The Belper Moo, what is it? It's 6.30, I've got my Mooga phone. Time for the Belper Moo. Moo!
1: Moo! Basically, Belmont is a village in Derbyshire. Yeah. And what they've they done, they've basically decided during this pandemic, um, just to lift community spirits, I suppose, is to partake in a communal room. I think it's six o'clock every day. Um, now, every day is a little bit overkill-like, but I know, personally speaking, I'd much rather partake in it communal mute from my doorstep rather than what is effectively a meaningless clap every Thursday. Um, but you want to look it up. I, I one of the lads brought it to my attention and I actually looked it, looked it up on BBC and they go for it to the point where, like even in the local supermarket, announced it a checkout over the tannoy. Um just 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 as it's leading up to it. So you've got the the girls behind the tills. Moving over the tunnel, you've got you've got the local residents of Belpe making their own vessels, trying to outdo each other, moving out of uh, out of windows. It's uh, it's quite the sight, like. But I, I think, in terms of lifting community spirits and something which is generally more engaging, uh, it, it, it'd be something I'd be be more on board with if if it is something as a country we'd, we'd be looking to adopt. So so it, it it's not. See, I must have got this twisted there
0: and got it wrong. it's not about it there being a weekly tribute. That that's not the issue. It's the clap itself. You you you'd like a an alternative to that? This is appealing to you, this this weekly moo.
1: No, no, not not, 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 not so much. I just think the like I've mentioned before, the clap's just the whole so congestion ultimately. And if yeah. you are asked uh if you surveyed everyone within the NHS I'm sure they'd much rather a pay rise than, than, than one who's effectively a, a token gesture. I just think with the mute, the moo, if, if you're all good at if something along the lines of a, of a clap, then why not look at doing a move instead? Or something, something otherwise, you know what I mean? Just something a bit more Show a bit of more, creativity. More
0: enjoyable. We were talking about college there and we were talking about... Um... That's where obviously where me where we met. Now you were quite. I know. Obviously, I've had a little dabble last week out of the blue, but you were quite the weed smoker in in college. You had a little dabble in
1: college, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, so my sister listens to this podcast. So thanks for having me again for the second week on the, in a row. Also had this calls all week about. Ah, I can't believe you're a Milton John fan. Uh, and now obviously you have outed me as a, a bit of a poser in college. So much appreciated. Um. But yeah, no, I did. I did, I did like a little, uh, little go every now and then. Obviously, yeah. Uh, I've, I've, i'm about thirty five old father at two now so i don 't say uh, i don't get involved anymore up until there uh, up until our recent trip to amsterdam of course mm. Which we had a little go, which was nice, quite mellow a little bit a little bit trippy, like but but quite mellow went in Rome
0: as well of course
1: you know legal over there, not doing any anything wrong, not breaking any laws no not at all. but what, what what's interesting actually so post um Amsterdam so obviously we went to Amsterdam early February to watch, uh, Liam Gallagher, the demigod that is in, uh, in concerts. Um, and, uh, a couple of weeks after Amsterdam, I'd had a, uh, a works exhibition in, um, in the NEC in Birmingham, which required us staying away for, for nights. Yeah, maybe you, you going know, on there? Yeah, so, uh, do you know what, stay, I, for whatever reason, I just can't stay in hotels. It's more mind over matter. Um, so what I used to do really, because I used to, I've always struggled to sleep in hotels. So what I used to do is I'd get absolutely bladdered. Because we tend to obviously go out with your colleagues of an evening after the show a meal and then a few drinks. So i get absolutely bladded. But as I'm getting older and older with each passing year, me my me, me blad, me bladder's obviously shrinking all the time. So the only sort of it's counterintuitive in a, in a respect, because I'm going out getting picked. Was late and I'm not going, going mm. soil and then once I'm awake, I'm
0: awake. type I Hope you'd have that Tesco bag, Andy, as well for wrapping around your ears.
1: <laughs> so. well, I think what you said to me was that, that Amsterdam had derailed me because I, I was never sort of the same, really. For good for, no. for a good few weeks afterwards, no. And th- I think when I explained this to my colleagues, one of the lads suggested some uh, some cannabis oil would, would, would work, work yeah. trees, work a trees, yeah, and, yeah, cannabis oil in, in a legal form, of course. So, um, what we had done after the exhibition, bearing in mind, as I say, I hadn't slept and I was on my feet the stand all, all day. So I was flagging to say the least because we were obviously going back out that night. Um, so I met him in the hotel reception a little bit earlier. Uh, and then we just done a tour of Solihull in and out of all garages and shops and news agents and everything else, looking for these cannabis oil drops. And we would managed to find one in the end. Um, so I kept them in my pockets, went out. I had, had, had a meal, although I didn't have much of an appetite. Obviously with not having slept. Um and then had a few drinks and on the way back to the uh to the hotel, just thought, okay, it says on the on the bottle, just have one drop. So naturally a double drop.
0: Yeah, of course. Like the good old days.
1: <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> one of my colleagues had a go himself and then there's some some other fellow we work with. Maybe he doesn't listen to this because uh he's quite quite particular about his age. So uh some, some senior gentleman that uh that, that we work with, uh, I won't mention his name. Uh, he'd obviously seen us having these cannabis oil drops and he was uh, similar to myself with the uh, Everton, Everton fan page follow last week. He was quite intrigued. OK. Uh, so he's like, oh, go on, I'll have a go. So uh, give him the bottle anyway. And then he, he thinks that eye drops, so he's, he's gone to actually put these cannabis oil drops into <laughs> his eyes. It's <laughs> quite the sight, as you can imagine. So I'd, I'd, have have left,
0: I, I'd have left him to it, Pogba, i would have just let him go.
1: But can you imagine? He would have ended up with eyes like MJ, wouldn't he? <laughs> Maybe that's what Jordan's doing.
0: He's got it all wrong. Been putting his fucking <laughs> cannabis eye
1: drops in. So I managed to stop him in time, but that was uh, That was that was quite uh, quite comical, nonetheless. It, but, uh, it was a rocky that's, road. That's, that's, that's one one story that springs to mind with it being there. Uh, Fairly uh, fresh in the memory, like... It was a rocky road after um, after Amsterdam,
0: wasn't it? it? It took a little bit of time to adjust after that with being stranded. <laughs> how easy does the storms feel now? And Brexit, compared to what to what we're going through at the
1: moment. Like, it feels... Well, how no, mad's like
0: 2020 been? It's just, just, like, an apocalyptic year. It's,
1: it's Do you know, was me, me and you were stranded... I know we haven't really touched on it in too much detail during the pop but Obviously, me and you went to Amsterdam with a few of the lads. Yeah. Beginning of February to watch Gallagher. Mm. Um, obviously, because of the storms, me and you sort of last men standing got stranded there for an extra couple of days. We did. Um, most people listening to this will think, oh, fantastic getting stranded in Amsterdam. but You weren't happy. Case when you've had a, a couple of heavy days on it. Like, yeah, you want to there. But uh, one, one sort of, one thing this lockdown has made me sort of realise is when I was away from my kids, as you know, when Amsterdam I was gutted and couldn't wait to come back and see them. And when you've got kids, Steve, which, which you'll know yourself one day, there's a sort of an unconditional love you have for them, like an unbreakable bond. Um, and you, you can't even really put it into words. And, and, and obviously when you're away from them, you miss them. But of course. What I find with lockdown though is I much prefer my kids as small doses, like,
0: Really? Yeah. Is it, is it I'd even go
1: as far as to say it. I think it's difficult to, as I say, you'll, you'll never stop loving your kids. But I think when you're with them 24-7 for, for six weeks or seven weeks straight in lockdown, find it hard to, to like them, to be honest with you.
0: It's testing. It, that is testing, Popey. It, it, it is testing. And I mean, I know I'm with family members here. Me and my brother are on base with my ma and... Um, I'm considering going back to London for a couple of weeks, possibly, if we can work it out and I can get a taxi down there and I can do it safely. You need a little bit of change of scenery if you can get it, don't you?
1: Would you not say? Throw a baby and a toddler in the mix, do you? I know, I You're know. you can't you, really? I'm not quite Not quite a breaking point yet. I'm not quite sort of miraculous and falling down yet. But talk to me again next week or the week after. I
0: might be... Uh, <laughs> You're getting to them levels.
2: Rick, have you ever heard the expression, the customer is always right? Yeah. Yeah, well,
0: here I am, the customer. That's not our policy. You have to order something from the lunch menu. I don't want lunch. I want breakfast. Yeah, well, hey, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm really sorry too. Let's get, get, no, no,
1: no, get organized. Wait, up, wait, up, wait, up. Calm on. down. Just
2: calm down, everybody. Just sit just down. down. Sit down over there. Hey, 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 hey. Mister. Where are you going? No, 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 no. You sit down there and you finish your lunch. Come on. Everybody just just relax and take it easy. Come on. to you eat your lunch. Please. Eat your lunch. You all need your vitamins A's and B's and <laughs>
1: Accent. It's an accident. It's
0: an accident. That the trigger, it's sensitive. It's, it's okay. It's all right. It's just,
2: it's a sensitive trigger. Rick, could I have my breakfast, please?
0: Yes, sir. Sheila. How are the how are the other aspects of lockdown going? How's your weight? How's your
1: hair? <laughs> <laughs> After last week, yeah, breaking toilet seats. Much to everyone's amusement, have being getting a few sex about that uh, last week. Um, yeah, all right. To be honest with you, um, do you know what me is a bit better a week a week on than what it was the the, the Davy Pro. I think that's because I've actually, much to my amazement, managed to grow a little bit of a beard. So I think that sort of uh, reflects the, uh, the 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 attention from what's going on on top of my head to me mm. uh, to me face, which which most people would probably find equally as comical. But not too bad in terms of me, uh, me overall appearance. But one thing, um, and I'm quite embarrassed to, to share this with you, to be honest with you, which is which is saying something because I tend to have not much of a filter. But uh, do you know what I've started doing over the last week? And this is just purely because lockdown's driven me to it. What
0: TikTok challenges? Oh no! Uh, oh Pope, you've you've gone, lad. This is it. This is this is the the start of you. Making your way to social media after all these years. The empire is crumbling. The dawn is slipping. <laughs> I've literally become the person I hate. Oh, Popey. Yeah. I, can you send me them? I'm not on TikTok. Would you believe?
1: No, they're, they're not for... Public consumption. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. They've gone out to family groups... Um, I've, I've, we've actually got a WhatsApp group with our neighbours and we bared sense sent send one out to the neighbours. Like, so with Joan? Can't, like, can't even go take the bins out anymore. With Joan? No, not, not Joan the Moan. No, I, I need to say what I'm saying. Joan's lovely, by the way. And our Louie absolutely loves her. Like, so let's hope she never picks up on this podcast. Um, and again. Absolute coward, aren't I? Um, no, no, we've got so it's a couple of neighbours next door the other side. Angie and John and then Cassie and Alan across the way um yeah so I, like you said i can't even look at the face anymore anymore like I won't be taking the bins out this could be the start uh, of
0: it paul this could be the start of it you could be on periscope and i don't know fucking twitter next who knows
1: but you know what i've got some moves like you can do them all yeah i've done the challenge so yeah i was quite impressed at the same time obviously i've always had the snake hips, haven't i on the dance of floor of course
0: line, we used to have dance offs and whatnot when we were younger men didn't we we used to uh, Take on dance floors back in the day. I wouldn't be taking and on And then you just
1: flame me, wouldn't you, with the worm? You finish your move, bang, worm, and then I'd have, I'd have no sort of resource or come back for
0: it. it. It was great while it lasted, the worm, but it, it's a young man's game, that. Remember, I uh, snapped my cruciate ligaments with the MC hammer, touched the floor move.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. The glass knee, all that. That was always susceptible to, to, to injury, like wasn't it?
0: The glass knee went. I lost my aisle fella's work phone that I'd took out for the night. Um, because it, it had free text on, which was a big thing back then, wasn't it? I think free messages. It was terrible. It was a terrible well, uh, thing. Like challenges,
1: so I don't get me. It's not lost on me, mate. You know, obviously, it's it's all uh, to the heights of heights of shame, really, to an extent. So I'm just hoping they don't make the way out there to the uh, onto the social media platform.
0: I wouldn't be I wouldn't be going on. I wouldn't be going on no TikTok challenges with this with this banner. Like that mine's moved into. Like I've still not touched it. Hope. Johnny's threatening to shave it and whatnot. I don't know what I'm waiting for really. I think I'm scared that <laughs> he might do some irreversible damage to me to me head. But um, I, I'm moving. But in in sorts of hairdressing
1: terms, it
0: doesn't get easier than shaving shaving hair, does it? No, it or doesn't. Does but I usually I usually have a fade like shaved in, but it, it's got it's got to very it's Steve Claridge levels at the moment. Like it's. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Sarri. the oh, old... good
1: lad, is it? That's never a good look. So, you, you, you're you rocking a bit of a see-through here, do you? like that? Yeah.
0: Oh, it's rough. It's overgrown. It's longer on the sides. It's, uh, it's grim. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Big ostrich egg in the nest,
0: yeah? Yeah, it's terrible. It's a little bit sorry, the old Chelsea manager. I think there, if anyone... Oh, really, lad? Yeah, that's never a good look, is it? If anyone would have seen me Thursday there with a smoke in my hand, like, I, they would have thought, yeah, this is this is sa- Sari towards the end of his tenure at Chelsea, struggling, stressed out on the bench, yeah. It's, <laughs> not a good look. Hey, tell me, Sam, I'm slightly intrigued. I know you do
1: this thing every Thursday, even you your Peggy, um, which coincides with the NHS clap. I don't know whether that sort of selective scheduling on, on your part...
0: We, like, we were an hour earlier this week.
1: My map and... I'd heard on the grapevine, at least, that you'd you'd interviewed the once-famous Trisha Goddard on on, on Thursday, is that right? We did,
0: yeah. Once-famous, eh, yeah? No, she's still famous, ah, Trisha. I believe she's on... I'll tell
1: you what, mate, it's quite the fall from grace, wouldn't you agree? She's gone from being, like, the daytime TV poster girl to get an interview by you and your brother in your Mars kitchen.
0: (laughs) On me me Mars couch, to be honest with you. She just fancied it, mate. It's a mental health platform. It's about a, um, kind of a bit more of an informal conversation around mental health and how people are getting on. And uh, she was well off for it. She's had a couple of breakdowns, a uh, couple of... I'm and going make- to be another breakdown, by the sounds of it, getting interviewed
1: by you and Peggy in your mum's kitchen, like... <laughs> she's still out
0: there Tricia <laughs> we were saying she's, she'd considered coming back she'd consider a daytime telly show again
1: so yeah I think um, whatever we... happened they lads, uh, to Britain's answer to Oprah Winfrey eh? that's what she's resorted to Jesus Christ I
0: think we could be the springboard for her back to be honest with you <laughs> I think she can conquer the world I think maybe let's say maybe Oprah runs for office maybe she runs there was talk of her running for president wasn't there at one point and there's your natural replacement, isn't it? No
1: one go that far, like, yeah. Oh. So
0: she's hardly anymore, is she? I think she's tremendous, Trisha. She was tremendous. But speaking of her uh, presidential runs, Jesus Christ, lad, I mean... I, I was just... going to say, that seems
1: like quite a seamless uh, transition, really, yeah, onto uh, yeah, onto the States, and uh, more, more specifically, President Trump.
2: Supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light... And I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. Then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or, or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number of the lungs. So it'll be interesting to check.
0: Yeah, I mean, every time I feel like I get, it, I get ahead of them, I feel like he's going to it's going to unravel for him. We're going to make a run with Joe Biden. Something else comes back the other day. I, I mean, the odds haven't shifted at all and he's telling people to drink disinfectants, go out in the sun. <laughs> he's letting governors open states all over the place. But then at the same time there's an article coming out from a Norwegian psychiatrist saying that Joe Biden might have full blown dementia. <laughs>
1: Ah, oh, really? Uh, I haven't seen that. Honestly, Absolutely. lad. Well, I was going to ask you That I was going to say, you must be feeling a week on from the last time we discussed the uh, the presidential election. You must be feeling a lot more confident now in your chances of President Biden. Uh, or, uh, but, 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 but evidently not. What's what's going on there. Like, So is that a, a part of the reason as to why the prices haven't shifted in the, in the market for presidential election? Because surely on the back of, of uh, Trump telling everyone to inject themselves with disinfectants... Whether that whether he was being disingenuous or not, and obviously the fallout from that, you would have had to sort of heavily stack the the, the odds in favour of Biden. Wouldn't you have thought? You, you
0: would, Popey, You would, and there was a little there was a little drift. He went to about evens. Trump. It could be, in fairness, it could be down to nobody's betting on that market over here in the current climate. Nobody's got money to put on an election that may or may not happen in November. So possibly there's just no money being exchanged, and that's why. But I just thought, wow, yeah, okay, we're going to get a shift here, and I can at least hedge me bets a little bit, because that's kind of more what I've been looking to do, Pope. It really, I was hoping Biden might go short odds on at some point, and we might be able to get out of it. But according to Norwegian psychiatrist Fred Hagen, he thinks, come election time, don't be surprised if Joe Biden can't string full sentences together, which is...
1: Oh, wow, yeah. Which is just like,
0: fantastic. Yeah. When you've had a lump sum o- o- on a man, that's exactly what you want to hear about your Yet.
2: Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. Think about it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by, go, you know the, you know the thing.
0: It's basically, like here, and the demon's got one leg. You you know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. One leg. Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen. Yeah, I just I just can't get a run at Trump, and it just makes me think: Is he Teflon Don for a reason? Is he bombproof?
1: So what? So what? What are your thoughts in terms of? Because I thought when he when he told everyone they to, to 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 inject themselves with disinfectants, I thought this is a bit of a smear campaign against them. And somebody from the Republican Party got into one of his advisors and told him to, to, to sort of misinform him or, 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 or give him this information. I think he's been intentionally ill-advised, to be honest with you. And that just sort of shows I do think he is, really, mm. by relaying. Is that what you're, for you, back with your conspiracies, are you, Popey? So what do you do? You just think he was having a bit of a crack life, a bit of banter? I just a free will during this, this horrific time. Is, is
0: that the angle you took? I think he's I think he's too old. He's got quite a good business mind, but he's a bit of a chancer from the start, isn't he? You know, he's a he's a bit of a bluster. Absolutely, he's a confidence man. I, I heard someone say about um Joe Exotic. He's a confidence man. Trump's a confidence man. There's more yeah. there's more bluster than there is um foundation and smart, really. Um we were watching a documentary on Trump not so long ago, and his first big real estate deal that he ever done. He basically Hmm. pretended to both parties uh, to get the loan from the bank and to get the green light to take over the property. He he lied to both parties and said that it had been signed. He brought this big document and he didn't check to see if either sign had, had signed. So he told both of them that the other party had signed, basically the bank and the property developer and that's where he went from there. Obviously, he inherited a lot of money from his from his Isle feller and whatnot, but that was the thing that kicked him on. So he's always been a bit of a chancer and a, a kind of yeah. a bluster merchant. And I just think he's just out there. He's not really educated in this field. He's not a science guy, of course. You can hear some of his quotes on that front. But, he, <laughs> but he's just out there acting on his feet, basically. And what comes to him, he rolls with and tries to spin it. The next day, trying to say that he was he was just being sarcastic was a it was a heady play to say the least well well,
1: Well, yeah but at the same time what a time for the leader of the free world presidents of the most powerful country in the world to to be sarcastic so that in itself doesn't portray it in a a good light but did you hear him compare before he'd he'd actually told everyone to go out and inject themselves in with, the, with this effect, bear in mind that these are uh, obviously had touched on the, the, the pod a couple of weeks ago about fans being uneducated masses, tongue in cheek comments. Nonetheless, he's talking about uneducated masses. What about the, the nation of America? You, does he not realize if you actually go and tell them that they'll go and do it? Mm, well, well, there's certainly a portion. There's on the certainly, yeah,
0: There's certainly a portion of, of people. Did you say he can compare himself to Abe Lincoln? Did he?
1: Compare himself to Abe Lincoln, which which is just incredible, really. And we all know he's an egotistical maniac, but to compare yourself to the man who abolished slavery, like, is uh, I think that's sort of new levels of uh, of egotism, really. Even in, in even in Trump's uh, even for Donald Trump, like, I thought that was uh, that was quite incredible. Like. He, he's more Abe
0: Simpson, I think, isn't he? he? He's an absolute fucking disaster at the moment, Homer's Isle <laughs> fella.
2: You know, a lot of people think that goes away in April with the heat, as the heat comes in. Uh, typically, that will go away in April. It's a little like the regular flu that we have flu shots for. And we'll essentially have a flu shot for this in a fairly quick manner. You take a, a solid flu vaccine, you don't think that would have an impact or much of an impact on corona? No. That's hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin. It can help them, but it's not going to hurt them.
0: What do you have to lose? So- Speaking of um, back dealings and skullduggery, what did you make of Rob Gronkowski, the Gronk, coming out of retirement to, to hook up with his boy Tom Brady in Tampa, in Tampa Bay? Yeah, I
1: just think, yeah, I, 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 if you think about it, I, I said to you, didn't I? Obviously, we don't speak on the phone anymore, as we touched on earlier, but I did, did text you, um, I think, last week. If you look at the, the offensive weapons he's got, man, mate... Yeah, it's funny. he's got two Pro Bowl wide receivers. He's got uh, Mike Evans and who's the other fella who's even better than him? And I then like a rookie that. from last year who made the rookie All-Star team of the year. So you've got three wide receivers there and then you add Adam Gronkowski in the mix. And then who's the other tight end you've got as well? Who's another um, Pro Bowler? So basically, he's got more offensive weapons now, Tom Brady, than he has at any point in his career at New England. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say so. The Pro Bowl games as well, when they haven't made it to the Super Bowl on the other occasion. Mm-hmm. So, and he's also, which I thought was, was, was sort of, which, which I picked out on the uh, NFL draft, there, the Tampa Bay Books' first selection in the first round was uh, probably the strongest offensive lineman in the draft. I think Tristan Wirth or something like that. Okay, I think he was the like highest-rated offensive lineman. So they've got someone protecting his blind side there as well. Um, I know there's probably been a little bit of overreaction in the market to them,
0: but I think they're good to go. Maybe not. You think they're good? You, so so you've come back around there. You think Tampa... I mean, there's talk of Super Bowl expectations down there now because Gronk's back involved, because obviously Brady's there. Do you not think there's... as I mean... <laughs> it's no way, it wasn't lost on me that Gronk got back in the game as soon as they lift the ban uh, the ban on cannabis but that wasn't lost on me like i think that's had a massive massive thing to do with it and because he's tied yeah. it, he's tied in to uh, the legal side of it the cbd oil he's got a lot of sp- i think he's got a his own brand i think or he's definitely a brand ambassador so i think oh, that's dear. yeah i think that's had something to do with it he can get himself out there um, as you say we don't know what we're getting from Gronk but a year off a year off you would think would be a positive for him you think he'd be rested or is he has he just deteriorated more really is he Is he a year removed from from being a top flight player I don't know no he's
1: only 30 the I know these, these NFL players they, 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 even though Gronk does like to party it's well documented uh, he'll still be looking after himself during his uh Short hiatus in, the, in retirement, like, but I don't know. I think they are stacked the books. I'm not necessarily necessarily saying they're going to the Super Bowl. There's a couple of teams uh, that I prefer to them, which I'll come on to hmm. in my bet the week. But I think even on the defense, make the stacked you've got Sue on the defensive line. Uh, don't ask me to pronounce his first name. And uh, it, and then Shaquille Barrett, who was probably the best linebacker in the league last year, and then he just got stacked on offense now. They got so many. Uh, offensive weapons. Chris Godwin was the other wide receiver that I was ah, trying yeah, to think yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, Godwin. Who was arguably as ridiculous as it sounds like, he was arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL last year. So I think Tom Brady, all right, he's had Randy Moss, he's had Gronkowski, but he's never really had much of a receiver corp to go at. No. Which so speaks with a testament to, to, to obviously the player he is with the success he's had, having not had those offensive weapons. So I just think, all right, he's, what is he, 40 odd? Mm. Uh, I don't know, I think he could just, uh, I'd see a difference on Brady. Really, it sound mad to say, given the age he's at, given what he's achieved in his career. But no, I think they're the real deal. Like I said, he wouldn't be going against them in their uh, in their conference.
2: Yeah, everyone grows up and they said they're going to do this, they're going to do that. And that was like one of my things. You can ask one of my brothers, like, I was like, I'm going to be the craziest dude in the NFL. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this and this. I'm going to be playing, scoring and all this. But also, I'm going to do funny things. Hi, boys. To understand
1: how Gronk became Gronk, we went back to the beginning, May Fourteenth, nineteen
2: eighty-nine, Buffalo.
1: Objective Gronkowski. It got me. Uh, got me thinking. Actually, there, Steve, when you mentioned them, uh, do you remember when we had Dylan? You come round to see him. Yeah. So me and you, and just just to paint the picture to anyone who's who's, who's listening. Is Obviously, Dylan was, whatever, a few weeks old and he was in his Moses baskets in the living room. Me and you were having a gab, cup of coffee. I think we actually had ESPN on at the time. I think we did, Stephen and A. Smith. We, and then all she'd heard is come out from your bed screaming. Like a just, uh, just, like a harrowing scream. And then, Oh, that
0: was horrendous.
1: And then we thought, what the hell's going on? And we would lost sight of the fact that Dylan was with us in the Moses basket because he was asleep and he hadn't made the sound. So i just thought straight away, Well, oh the army bed, dropped the baby down the stairs. No, oh, it was grim, wasn't it? So gone out, I've just screamed, haven't I? No. Just mass panic. Literally just just ran out to the um, to the hall. And then there's our Louis, just literally at the bottom of the stairs, baby gates off. <sighs> um, and he's basically it's we bed. just, I said, What the hell's gone on? So my boy, he was what, two at the time then? He's literally gone arse over tits from the top of the stairs right down to the bottom.
0: Oh, that was madness. Yeah, it was madness. I, I, I... So how that
1: fits into Gronkowski is, is, is obviously... Well, not obviously, but he got up. There was no apparent damage. had a little cry for about two minutes. And then he was eating ice cream, wasn't he? It was very Gronk. Well, you called him Little Gronk, didn't you? I think you kissed him <laughs> Little Gronk after that. <laughs> I
0: think your boy might have a future in the NFL, to be honest with you. The way he took that hit... Shook it off, little cry. But he
1: don't damage to the baby gate than he did himself.
0: He did, he did. I think, I think.
1: Well, I think judging by some of his behaviour from that day, some of the, uh, some of the damage may be sort of more under the surface than anything else. Potentially, you I think, think he's probably still suffering from concussion
0: now. <laughs> he needs a few trips to the uh, concussion tent on the regular, does he? <laughs> <laughs> the little fella. But that does that does bring me on to uh, the better of the week. If you want to get into those, Poppy.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've, yeah, I'm sure we've
0: bored everyone enough as it is, yeah. Well, Something I'm... Like, just get to, the, just get, get to what everyone's shooting in for. I'm going to push back on everything you've said there on the books. I, I do feel wow. a bit of a hypocrite. I do feel a bit of a hypocrite because I was saying that I didn't think Brady was done last year. I think it was more to do with his lack of weapons, and he's got loads of weapons this year. But I do think, and we've discussed it with our our cousin, with my cousin, sorry, Nicky, the Bethred trader, and he's flagged the markets up. But I've been talking about the Falcons for a few weeks now, Popey, I think on our pilot episode, I'd spoke about them. They've now got 11 first round or former first round picks on offense. And I just think for them to go from seven to one to 12 to one, just because the Bucs have picked up Gronkowski... Uh, to win the afc south that just seems a massive massive jump um so we're using their division we're uh, the four teams in the
1: division you've
0: We've got, got the you've got the saints you've got the saints who are always a good always a good side i just feel like i feel like there's going to be some deep scars on the saints i feel like they've had disappointment the last couple of years i feel like personalities are going to start to clash i think Kamara's... He seems to have a bit of an attitude issue. Um, we, knew, we know Drew Brees has signed the contract. It is last year. So he's got one foot in the announcing booth. He's going to be calling commentary next year. Um, they've signed Jameis Winston. I don't know if you caught that poke this week. The Saints have signed Winston. Of course not. No, I didn't
1: actually. <laughs> wow, okay.
0: So I'll just let that sit with you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I, I don't know what they're trying to achieve with that. I was speaking to my mate, um, Dublin State, who's a die Saints fan. He's been over there a couple of times, flown in and watched a few games. Is he? For, is he from Dublin by any chance? He might be. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. He, he doesn't like Sorry, the way. He doesn't like the work the Saints have done in the draft. He thinks Steve they've made some some bad picks, um, and then you've got the Carolina Panthers who I think are going to be in very much in transition themselves. So. I I I think it was a weird season for the Falcons last year, Popey. They had some big wins. They beat your forty ers Um I think they beat the Saints actually. They actually finished the season with four wins on the spin. I just think they, they were slow out the gates, weirdly. I think they've got some great talent. Julio Jones and I think don't think Matty Ryan's anywhere anywhere near done as a quarterback. I think they're gonna bounce back and I think they are the value in that division. Uh I think the Saints an Eleven to eight favorites. I think the books are maybe five to two behind. I
1: think twelve to one's massive. I'd I'd be more inclined for them to finish bottom like bottom of the the, the division, fourth fourth from four. To be honest with you, at oh. twelve to one, I would be backing them at twelve to one. I think that sounds as though that's a stacked division. The Saints are. One-off, if not the strongest team in the NFC, regardless of what's happened post-season and the draft. So you can't lose sight of that, who the coach is and who the quarterback is, regardless of how old he is. Um, And then who else did we say? The Bucks? No, mate, not 12-1. 120-1, to maybe. I might be slightly interested, but I'd be more inclined for them to to back them to finish bottom of the division than top, to be honest.
0: Okay, well then, should we have a match bet then? Should we we have a match bet? You name the stake, and we'll go. We'll go. If they win the division... I win the stake. If they come bottom, you win the stake. If if it's in between, all
1: better off. I like that. Yeah. Very, yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Go on. Let's stick with it. So let let's just just shits and gigs. That's twenty quid on that. Twenty quid
0: on that. A good virtual ge- gentleman's Virtual handshake. Deal a deal. Yeah. Virg- that. Virtual handshake. There you go. Okay. So uh, let let's go with that. Yeah. The Falcons for me, my bet of the week. As I say, it's a shame because we're telling people to part with the money long term again and it's difficult yeah. it's difficult at the moment but if you can for me the falcons are 12 to 1 so in the afc south we're eight 888 they're about 6 7 to 1 everywhere else double the price with eight eight eight. get on the falcons for me Popey, better the week good luck with that one
1: you'll certainly need it <laughs> um for me just again i'm i'm going with the nfl uh, obviously with that being sort of fresh in our minds with the with the nfl draft being this week um before I, I'd, I'd sort of tell you what my best of the week is, I just actually want to dedicate it to someone, first of all. Okay, dedications. Well, it's like you've won the Oscar. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen in the future? i like, carrying on with this pod. We'll certainly be winning some sort of award. <laughs> um, so I've got an old school friend, um, Chris Doherty, he goes by the name of Dowie. Uh, he's a, a so called big fan of the podcast. All right, Dowie. Sorry? I said, All right, Dowie. Not seen him for a while. All right, dog, boy. So, um, he actually dropped me a text uh, after listening to our most recent episode last week, um, and he described our NFL coverage as being uh, as dull as dishwater. <laughs> is he an
0: NFL fan himself, or is, is that no, why no, he was No, I think that was danger. part
1: of it, which is fine, because all, uh, all feedback on the show is, is welcome, constructive. or Of or course, of course, yeah. Although, Dowie is a, a staunch, staunch Everton fan. So we don't know whether this was a little bit of a, a veiled diss yeah. uh, in retaliation So obviously what was said about uh, Dixie Dean last week. It's beginning, isn't uh, it? It's beginning. But I think with, with shouts like Duller's that we should really be the least of his worries. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, um, thanks for the feedback, Dowie, anyway. And uh, as I say, I dedicate uh, my best of the week to you, uh, which is in the NFL. As I just mentioned, so mine is a double, um, a division double. Uh, I think it was about six to one, but after the draft, it's gone down to five to one. So I'm going back in again on my beloved San Francisco 49ers. Much, to win their di- much good that on you last year in the end. Sorry, mate, what was that?
0: Much good that on you in the end last year. <laughs>
1: It was the, uh, it's all about the journey rather than the, uh, the destination. <laughs> so <laughs> I've got the uh, 49ers to win their division uh, and I fancy doubling them up um, in the AFC South with the Colts to win theirs. As I say, the double you can get just over around about five to one with Bet 365 6 5. Um, the thinking behind the best is 49ers. Uh, I think they showcased for the, Large majority of last season, up until the last two minutes of the Super Bowl, that they were the best team in the NFL. They've got a young roster. Uh, they're stacked. Um, I was a little bit concerned early postseason because they'd lost um, the Forest Buckner, who had made up their formidable defensive line, along with the likes of Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead and E. Ford. Um, but what they'd done, they actually traded the, the Forest Buckner to the Colts, which is part of the reason I actually fancy the Colts to win their division as well. Uh, they traded them for the 13th pick in the NFL draft, um, to which they chose Von Kinlaw. Uh, another defensive lineman, well touted out of the draft. I think he went second as defensive lineman, absolute beast. Uh, if Von Miller, who plays for the, the Denver Broncos, if his reaction's anything to go by, then uh, I think they've got themselves a good player. Because he's, the Broncos he's big on him, is he, Von? the 49ers in the draft, and apparently that's the, who they were going after. He was calling the 49ers greedy by, uh, by picking him, you see. Ah, OK. Uh, so I don't think they're going to to lose anything necessarily on the defensive line. Uh, plus, they've got a younger player uh, on a on a better contract. And they also had another late first-round pick where you've got uh, Brandon Ayuk, who's a wide receiver, uh, who adds another offensive lineman to the likes of, of Kittle, Kittle and Debo Samuel. That was more seen as a replacement for Emmanuel Sanders, who's the wide receiver. Who's, as good as he was, he's 33 going on to 34, who's since gone to the Saints again. he have got a younger player on a better contract. So they're not just building for this year, but, but beyond as well. Um, so looking at most of the uh, the post-draft analysis, uh, most of the so-called experts when it comes to the NFL are saying they've had one of the better drafts out of anyone. Uh, so if you consider how strong they were last year, and then you, you, you sort of you double that up with the fact they've had such a strong draft, according to, to most, most experts. I'd be extremely confident. Also, Seattle Seahawks, um, I think, are regressing. Um, and again, a lot of the analysts said they didn't really have a, a, too much of a strong draft. I think the surprise team from their division will probably be the Arizona Cardinals. They've got De'Andre Hopkins, they've got a good lot of good young players. Um, got an extremely good quarterback in Kyler Murray as well. Um, so I think they could be the surprise package. They've got the Rams as well, um, who I think are regressing slightly. They've got too many of their key players on big contracts, the likes of Jared Goff who's their quarterback, which I think was a bit of a mistake, but one such a big contract. Um, you've got Aaron Donald, who's an absolute beast, and then also Jalen Ramsey as well. So that's uh, had a detrimental impact on the rest of the roster. So I think it's a bit of a penalty kick, to be honest with you, the, the mm. San Francisco to win their division. As I say, it's even money if you wanted to back out in the singles. Obviously, it's a bit short, but I wouldn't put you off if you wanted a pretty big investments on that. And then I think if you double it up with the Colts to around about eight to five... um, I think the AFC South isn't as strong in terms of strength and depth as previous years. Um, you've got the Texans, who are an absolute laughing stock. Um, obviously, <laughs>
0: You're done with been, them. Uh, You're done with the Texans completely. I, I think you should throw that fucking
1: hat in the maze. You
0: know, that Texans hat.
1: Well, <laughs> you've got the de facto general manager and Bill O'Brien, who, who we like to obviously have a laugh about. Um, you never know. You've got Deshaun Watson, who for me is the top five quarterback in the league. Uh, any team who's got him, who's been compared to Michael Jordan onto college, who knows? But obviously losing DeAndre Hopkins, he traded in all the draft picks as well. So they haven't necessarily had a good draft. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars have a transitional year. And then Tennessee Titans, he went on a great run last year. But I think there's, in the, in the horse racing, they, they, they have what's called a bounce effect. And I think the similar similar thing may apply to the NFL to a lesser extent. I think teams who have gone on a sort of a good run the year before, unexpectedly, um, I think there's, they, they go into the following season with high expectation levels and they're not necessarily met. But I'd be confident. Um, I don't think Ryan Tannehill long term is the answer. He had a good season last season, but I'll be interested to see how he performs for the Titans this year. So again, I'd, I'd be fairly confident in the two picks. And if you want to uh, double them up, then you'd be looking at about 5 to 1 currently, but maybe wait until May until the schedule is released to get a slightly better price
0: on them. I don't need to wait till May. I won't be
1: going anywhere near that one, Popey. I don't think. I, um... <laughs> I, I, I like the way the tones changed early in the podcast. Now we're in week four, our initial bet in the weeks. So we were quite supportive of each other, but <laughs> don't know, we're now. I think we're there, we're going against each other. Well, There's we're probably getting
0: agitated of... with the lockdown, the fact that no gambling's happening. This is how we're getting our competitive kicks, maybe now. The thing I've the the pushback I've got for you on the 49ers, Popey. Is just that it just seems to take a lot out of teams to get to the Super Bowl and not win. You know, apart from the Patriots, who, who always seem to bounce back. If you look over the years, the Seahawks fell away after they lost. The Panthers fell away after they lost. The Falcons, where we've spoke about their terrible the next season. The Eagles disappeared. The Rams, every year, the losing Super Bowl team in, in recent years... Seems to really, really struggle. Now, they might be the exception to the to the rule of 49ers. I, I do think they've, as you're saying, they've strengthened again defensively. But I just feel like it's such a big effort to get to the Super Bowl. It takes its toll so much psychologically and on the body. Maybe with the delay for Corona, if we get a little bit of a delay, possibly that might help them out, maybe. I'm not sure. But I just think um I think maybe we could strike up another bet around the 49ers not getting to the playoffs this year. How do you feel about
1: that? Yeah, i would be willing to put me mortgage on that, yeah. Uh, well I might need uh If only you had a mortgage, eh, yeah?
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm sure we can work something something similar out. I can go cash against mortgage, maybe, and we'll go we'll go from there. So
1: so <laughs> so, so, so what's the best? Let's let's do it here and now while well, we've got many witnesses. Well we saying think... many witnesses while well, we've got some witnesses listening to the pod.
0: Three to one you can get for them not to go to the playoffs. So uh, so what's our
1: bet? Come on, what's our bet? Man to man. I don't man know.
0: out aim, no. Do you want to give me twos? I'll take twos off you. Yeah, so um, what's your stake? Do you, do, you, do you want to just stick with 20 quids? I'll have 20 quid, the twos. Or do well, you want no, more? to 100 quid, but
1: come on, yeah, 20 quids will do. Holy shit. You're still
2: here? Called your day yesterday. We're in a hand here. What do you want to do? Fold. Here, yeah, fuck. Mullen. Call. Her 10s. Flush. Caught it on the river. Motherfucking. Fuck. I'll <sighs> bet. He was now, it was 57. A thousand? What are you, fucking crazy? Define crazy. I'm good for it. I'm up for this dick wolf thing. If I get on staff, it's like a month's salary. Well, how about this fucking month? Hey, you think you could spot me for a while? I got some child support, too. I'll cover this. I'll give you three grand for incidentals. That's 60000 altogether. I've only been up two days. I can still add. Good. Then add two points every week till I'm paid in fucking full. You're charging me, vig? On top of the principal, it's compounded if you're late. That's 1200 one week from today. Don't give me that look. This is your problem. I will not fucking enable you.
0: No, I'll have 100 the twos If you want to give me If you if you want to give
1: me two I'll have 100 I think won't make it To the playoffs Won't make it to the playoffs The 49ers So I'd but I have to Because cause bear in mind You're not going to be Giving me this 100 quid are you? So I'd owe you 200 quid You'd owe me 200 quid Alright right. <laughs> You'd owe me 200 owe me quid Or I owe
0: you the 100 At the end of the season Bet struck. Okay, virtual handshake struck.
1: Fantastic. Absolutely, buying
0: money. Wow. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so we've made a couple of bets. Uh, we're getting a, finally getting a bit of betting activity going here. I like it, Poppy. I like it. Yeah, but but just before
1: we wrap up, um, I wanted to bring up might be the Michael. I
0: think it's the Michael Jordan episode. Oh yeah, last week's episode. Go on.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just uh, obviously you, you, you mentioned to me at some point during the episode whether I wanted to apologise uh, to the Everton fans. What was effectively banter. Obviously yeah. doubled down. Albeit in jest, um, so I listened back to obviously last week's episode. Yeah, just being as curious as I am, and just uh, just just with me being the perfectionist I am, seeing what we could potentially do different for other for other episodes, uh, I was quite alarmed to hear that you uh, insinuated the uh, my my love and fiance and the mother of my two beautiful children uh, as being Jenny Sack from The Sopranos.
0: Not at all, Povey. That was never. For anyone who doesn't know the
1: Sopranos, do you want to describe Jenny Sack to the to the listeners? She's a Rubenesque, I believe,
0: as Johnny Sack describes her. She's a (laughs) she's a big girl, isn't she? And yeah, so she was once described
1: as having a five hundred pound mole removed from her ass.
0: She was, yeah. And to be honest with you, as soon as I published the episode last week, I kind of realised shit. To me, it was just the most relatable um, weight sound clip that I could think of. It was Ginny Sack, it was the Sopranos, that's me go-to usually. Didn't realise that in the sentence to the sound clip, you do mention your missus. So yeah, absolutely, that was no reference to Lou, an appearance, of weight, a uh, uh, um, discipline. Nothing to do with any of that, Popey, honestly, it was just by chance the weight clip that I went to. If I had it back, I'd have gone to, If given the chance again, I'd have gone to Joe Blackburn or possibly Jack's creation, some of the old weight documentaries on Channel 4. So, so talk
1: about going around the aisles, like, or beating around the bush. So is, is that an apology? I didn't hear a sorry in there. Lou, very much sorry. Won't happen again. Glad to hear it. I was just I was just interested in, as to the placements of the sound clip. Trace right after um, I'd, I'd made reference to Louise, I just thought it was a little bit... A little bit interesting. A bit of a cheap shot, really. It but defi- uh, yeah. But no, I, I, uh, I, 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 I take your apology. Whether or we as well is a, is a different matter entirely. But, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Ya.
0: I'll check in with her off the air and uh, make sure she's doing okay. Wouldn't want to offend anyone, especially not me co-hosts,
1: Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> as if she'd ever listened to me, uh, to this podcast. She's not that supportive, so uh, no damage done. A bit harsh, but, yeah, I take your, uh, take your apology and I take your... Uh, yeah, your reasoning on board. Um, but, well, uh, as I say, I don't really consider you much of a mate anyway. So as business colleagues, you just got to, yeah, drink your teeth better and get on with it, really. Absolutely.
0: I, well, I'll get on with this now and I'll be a bit more considerate with the sound clip choices, I. Eh? <laughs> okay, mate. Always okay,
1: okay, a mate. Well, uh, I'll stuff. catch you next week. Right, next, we'll, I'll speak to you in between.
0: I'll catch you on sex through the week, sound. All right, Poppy. Take it easy, mate. And you, mate. Take Stay care. bye bye-bye. See you soon. John, please. Look, last year, when Tony and I had our our thing, that misunderstanding, you were the voice of reason. You were the one that told me to apologize.
2: So you're apologizing? If that's what it takes. Why would you apologize? I thought you didn't say it. I didn't say it. You know something, Ralph? Not only are you a thief, you're a lying fucking prick. I should have let Tony chop your head off a year ago. What did I say? No apology.